it's me, it's me, it's the D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James, and by my side, as always, is that B-A-double-D-A-double crooked letter, badass Billy Gunn. Together we are the New Age Outlaws, and you're listening to the VOC Nation. And if you ain't down with that, he's got two words for you. Suck it. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, who you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer The Maestro, Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact, Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, and former Philly Woo! radio personality Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling With History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern, and of course, In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. And by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter, too, at VOCNation. It's Wednesday. It's 3 o'clock, and you know what that means. Time for Shelly Live with your hostess with the mostest, Shelly from Cali on VOCNation.com. Hola, hola, hola. You are listening to Shelly Live here on VOC Nation. I am your hostess with the mostest, Shelly from Cali. And I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Danny California. Hello, hello. It's funny because when I already have, when I edit together the pre-recorded ones, mm-hmm. I have the updated one where AJ says it's Wednesday. And when, because I go on the live one if I don't have a pre-recorded one um, queued up. I forgot to change it on there, but I think it's funny because, you know, it's okay. It's Wednesday. Let's hear it again. It's Wednesday. It's 3 o'clock, and you know what that means. Time for Shelly Live with your hostess with the mostest, Shelly from Cali on VOCNation.com. See, it's funny because it's so, it, I sound so far away, too, because he's all like, I don't know why I didn't edit it better, but oh well. You know why? Because I'm Bush League, Danielle. A Bush League. You know, I don't totally blame you because today I gave you a gift that was a Bush League production for sure <laughs> and very um, just kind of bootleg. <laughs> very bootleg. Danielle and I growing up loved, loved, loved this VHS tape that we had called Barbie and the Rockers. Um, originally it was mine. And then when Danielle was old enough to watch it, it became ours. And we just love that damn thing so much so that to this day, you guys, I quote that movie. One of the things that I quote very often, even if I'm just by myself, is, okay, long story short, Barbie and the Rockers. Barbie decides that they have just had concerts everywhere where else do you go? What else is Barbie going <laughs> to accomplish? Everyone wants to know because Barbie took over the world with her positive vibe. She's very ambitious. She's very ambitious. <laughs> you know, her team, that, the people that are on her band, they're all about it. They're tired. They're ready to take a rest. And what does Barbie say? What is Barbie boss on them? <laughs> that they're going to go perform in outer space. <laughs> so... One of the things that happens is when Barbie and the Rockers are getting um, 
you know, sent to outer space. <laughs> There's a countdown, of course, as we all know. And when I was a little girl, you know, there was, I when I would watch it, they would go T minus T minus 12 seconds or T minus 12 seconds, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, ignition. And then they blast off. And then they say, <laughs> we have ignition. Barbie and the Rockers are in outer space. <laughs> like, it's like this whole thing. So whenever there's the last 12 seconds on the microwave, nine times out of ten, I go T minus 12 seconds. <laughs> and they say Barbie and the Rockers, <laughs> the whole thing. So I thought it was so cool that Danielle kept saying, oh, my gosh, this gift I got for you for the holidays, it just hasn't come yet. Minnie, get over here. I don't trust you. You're going to poop over there. And um, she was like, it hasn't come yet. So she's like, every day I've been waiting for it to arrive. Today, Danielle got two packages in the mail. And when she was like, oh, I'm so excited. And then I opened it, and it was Barbie and the Rockers. Well, a very important note to note is I got a package today that was in Italian, and it was from Italy. So I was like, huh. And then I showed Shelly the package. She's like, what are you getting from Italy? <laughs> And that explains why it took so long for it to get here. And for some freaking crazy reason, it is so hard to get Barbie and the Rockers on DVD. It is so hard. I spent a very long time trying to find it, and this is my best option, my only option. I even wanted to, like, rent it on DVR or something, but that was not an option. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, it might take a while. They said it might even come in February. I was like, wow, okay. And... I gave her the gift. She opened it up. We got very excited. She looked at the in sleeve, and it looked like it was pretty uh, self-made yeah. and not mass-produced. And then I turned the case over, and I noticed, hmm, everything's <laughs> in Italian. Is this movie going to be in Italian? <laughs> so naturally, we popped the DVD in our TV because we have one of those TVs that has a DVD player in it. Yep. We don't believe in smart TVs here in the Mar Casa Martinez Mertz household because we just don't. Okay. So we pop it in the DVD player. And at first we were worried because it seems like to be a, a, like at first it was Barbie and the Rockers, like a little like thing. So I thought it was going to start. Then, like, all these different weird cartoons kept popping up, like, little 30-second commercials. Like trailers? Yeah. And then it got to Barbie and the Rockers, and then it said, an Italian, English, French, and Espanol. What? Minnie. What? She's finding treats and eating them off of Fred's bed. That sounds about right. So, lo and behold, we put English, but it still came out in not only Italian, but whenever they referenced Barbie and the Rockers, you would, they would correct it and say Barbie and the, um, what was it? Barbie and the rock stars. Yeah, the rock stars. <laughs> very <laughs> Bush League. Very, very, very Bush League. <laughs> but I'm hoping maybe we try it again and try English. It would work, but I am doubting it at this point. I really wanted to hear it in English, but it's fun. And the, the songs are at least in English that so we can understand. True. And that's why I'm down to watch it. Um, you know, even though it's in Italian, maybe we can put it in the Espanol and it'll work. I'm done with that. Yeah. Well, it said you can do English, Dutch, 
um, Italian. Oh, wait, well, Dutch was on there too. But why not English? Why was it not working? I don't know. I mean, maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe they just, I don't know. I don't know either. Well, I have to actually pee real quick, so we're going to go to a quick commercial break, and when we come back, we're going to continue. Uh, I got a couple things down here in my notes that I wanted to talk to you guys about today, so stay tuned. We will BRB. Hey, this is Total Package, Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Check out In the Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Kaku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into like snuff film territory there. In the room, 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with history, the voice of choice, and killer can resonate. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airlines cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Taylor, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling With History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Stadium Journey, the worldwide leader in stadium reviews for the traveling sports fan, is proud to present the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Join us as we talk with prominent figures from around the sports world to discuss issues pertaining to sports travel and stadiums around the globe. New episodes air on VOC Nation Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Cartney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calachico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Yo, this is Jerry Stein of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here. You get ready to get nasty? Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Welcome back. You're listening to Shelly Live here on VOC Nation. You know what's so hilarious? Okay, I'm so glad that before we came back, like before I said we're back, that was the last little plug that we heard right now. Because when <laughs> when I was getting ready, like just moments before going live, I kept like being really silly and like talking like this and all crazy. And Danielle was like, are you all right? I was like, that's how they talk on there. And like, I was pumping myself up. So right now when she heard it, <laughs> I totally got it. Well, in context, I was in the next room doing my nails. I got my nails on and watching some Charlie's Angels. 
And I was like, okay, done with my episode. I'm going to go gear up in the living room to do Shelly live. And I heard Shelly, and it sounded like, I see the crap. And I was like, what? And in my head, sometimes you just visualize things. And I literally visualized and convinced myself. Almost like when you hear creepy things at night. You're like, oh, it's this, it's that. So the creepy noise I heard out here, the peculiar <laughs> noise, is I pictured Shelly grabbing a hot pot, like a literal pot that was too hot and she didn't wear any mittens and her hands were like, oh, crap, oh, crap, and like trying to like get it and like, come on, is everything okay? <laughs> and now that I heard that, I was like, yeah, I'm going to pull the door. But here's the thing, that happened. But then, instead of just, because what I was saying is, Liberace, house of crap. And the reason why I said, sorry, Minnie, <laughs> Minnie took off. The reason why I was saying that is because when, <laughs> oh, when we go live here on the VOC Nation, the way we can broadcast to you live, as I've mentioned before, is um, the way I'm broadcasting right now through my phone. So no matter what, I sound like AM radio, which I hate. So... That's why I'm a big fan of doing the pre-recorded because at least it sounds nice, crisp, and clear. And that's just me being like, I want my podcast to sound effing great. You know what I mean? So I was like, because we're going live, it's going to sound like crap. And that's why, and that quote is from friends. But then after that, I started saying different things. And then that's when you were like, are you sure you're okay or something like you said something and then that's why that's how they talk on there on <laughs> on the commercials or whatever how I pump myself up and it's so fun because there's times where you know normally I do this by myself so I'll go live and I have these commercial breaks that I put in and like look sometimes I'll just need like a moment because maybe I talked about something really deep or something like that you know so I'm like or I'm crying okay let me take a commercial break and then all of a sudden then Corey come out like this brother and all this and I'm just like oh my gosh and so I'm by myself over here laughing and doing it with them and Danielle did catch on video me doing just that when we <laughs> oh yeah check out Instagram I totally tagged Shelly and VOC Nation so yeah check it out I'm sure I'll Get a repost. Yeah. You know what's interesting, you know, is I've been looking through different content that I've had throughout the years, right? And then a lot of times because of, I guess, you know, how I don't know if you guys are aware of this out there. I don't know if your phones do this, if you're not on iPhone, but sometimes it gives you like a memory or like puts together a little story, which is really creepy, but what are you going to do? Uh, just like Facebook does. And so sometimes what will pop up is old content from that. And then sometimes when I go on my Snapchat, they do that as well. So something that's been a common denominator. Ah! It's me. It's me. Ah! It's me. It's me. It's me. It's double G. See? <laughs> outlaw. So um, when the common denominator with all these different apps, doing this to me lately is it's been showing me photos and moments and memories, I guess you would say of when my hair was really short. And so me with the short hair has been on my mind because before these apps were bringing up these, you know, past content of me with the short hair, I just been really like, wow, I'm so glad that my hair is finally how it was when I met metal Jesus. 
Like, that's huge for me because that's before I messed my hair up. But I like it better now because even at that time, I was telling you that I wanted to light my hair. I still wanted to be, I have dark hair, but I wanted it to be lighter just to give me more of a softer look because I was just kind of over that, the black hair for so long. So in a good way, I just been like, wow, this is awesome. Like, finally, like, yay. And then when I'm seeing these memories and these contents of these photos, I'm like, dude, I totally remember taking that photo or I totally remember that day. And I remember feeling so ugly and not myself. And here's this photo and it wasn't even that bad. And so it's made me like feel, and then like, I was watching Sex and the City the other day, you know, Samantha has rocked the shorter hair, like not like how, um, what's her face? Miranda. Miranda, not like Miranda's short hair, but you know, kind of at times, you know, pinup-esque kind of short hair. And I was like, why didn't I own that more? And then of course, watching Friends and certain eras of it, there's that kind of like shortish hair. And then <clears throat> Jennifer Aniston was totally known for her hair. And when she first got that like cut, the Jennifer Aniston cut, it was just barely past her shoulders. So what I've been like kind of like, I, I'm such an idiot is I really wish I would have just owned that short hair because I let myself psych my own self out so much that I allowed that I was disappointed in myself for ruining my hair and nail short instead of embracing it and being like, okay, until I regrow it, at least it'll be whatever. I'll just rock it. Da, da, da. I got all depressed. I was like, just don't feel myself. And now I look back and I'm like, what a little bitch. Like part of that depression got me fat. It got me discouraged. It made me make poor decisions. And I get it. I had to go through all that. But looking back now, when I see those memories pop up, I'm just like, damn it. Why didn't I just own that short hair? Well, I don't know if you recall. I'm sure you do. Our good friend and photographer, Brian Zombie, he said, when you have that short hair, oh, like Marilyn Monroe. And I remember one time you like you curled it and whatever, and he was like wanting to encourage you to embrace that look. Like he actually thought it looked good on you. And it did because there's there was moments I did, especially if it was for shooting and content. And one in particular time I remember doing this was I used to, for those of you that don't know, I used to go, me and Danielle both, to this photographer's house, and he would have workshops where other photographers would come, and they would have a couple models, and we'd be in different, like, stations, a.k.a. different parts of the house that are done up for, like, little sets or backgrounds. And the photographers would take turns taking pictures of the girls. But before we got there, Tony, he would teach them about, okay, this, like, one time we did a film noir. He did a film noir, like, how you light it, how you shoot it. So before me and Danielle got there, I think me, Danielle, and um, one other model were there for that one. Um, They were learning about that, and then it was time for the models to come, and that's when we came. I miss gigs like that. I love it. I wish it was still going on, especially over there at Hush Hush Magazine, because it was so awesome. But that was, I remember, the first time I shot with my short hair. And <clears throat> he did a um, a body type of thing on me, and it came out really cool. And when I look at that photo, yeah, I'm still a long hair girl, and I get why it bothers me. 
But I just remember being there and feeling like I didn't even want to shoot because I didn't look the way I wanted to. And it's so dumb because if I would have embraced it more, even though those photos eventually they came out good, the end product, it took me a long time to get there. And I remember one of the guys that was there, um, Alejandro, he kept encouraging me on the side. He was like, you know, that looks really great. Like, I like it. Like, when the more he was, like, saying these positive things, I was like, okay, maybe I don't look that bad. Mm -hmm. So, But it took me a long-ass time, and I think he saw that I didn't want to be there because I didn't feel good about myself. I'm feeling insecure, and I'm glad my husband can help you like that. Oh my goodness gracious! <laughs> Did you guys know it's Danielle Connor? <laughs> I didn't tell anybody, not even my own mom. <laughs> Been there. <laughs> it's so funny. Go ahead, tell the story, Danielle. Well, so I had a photo shoot at Hush Hush, and the photographer wanted to start branching out into bridal. And he just needed a model to just be a bride. I was like, shoot, I'll be a bride. And I actually bought myself fake engagement ring and wedding band just because I thought it was pretty. And I was like, oh, wait a second. You know, it's, that's like a fake thing. And some girls do that. So guys leave them alone. And um, I had it. And so he had Alejandro be my groom. And it happened in March. And we did the photo shoot. It came out really great. And the thing is, Alejandro has been a photographer that we worked with for a while. Back in the day when we were doing all these, like, little photo shootouts, there would be wine and people chilling. Some people partook in medicating. And it was a really fun atmosphere, very creative, very positive and supportive. The models were really nice. I I don't recall any model being ever catty or anything to us. And everyone was on the same page. So we had a chemistry, not like, oh, I'm attracted to him, but a good friendship chemistry. So when we took our pictures, it looked very believable. Oh, yeah. And I'm an actress. (laughs) And so I said, you know what? I got these pictures back. It's March. April 1st is coming around. I never post any pictures of guys that I'm dating or anything. So why don't I just post on my Instagram, like, oh, my gosh, this has been the happiest day of my life. I'm so glad and blah, blah, blah. So I did so. On my Instagram, I put pictures of me in a wedding dress, and I looked blissful. I was a blushing <laughs> bride, and I posted, like, a series of it throughout the day. And I said, I'm so sorry for posting more pictures. I'm just so excited. <laughs> and then once I got to the third post, I put Dennis Rodman when – do you guys recall when Dennis Rodman <laughs> married himself? That is a blushing bride. If you look at those pictures, you Google it. He was happy. He was blissful. He could not be happier to marry himself <laughs> and feel so pretty in his white dress. And so leading up to that, all these people I hadn't talked to for years, and even my family members were losing it, and they really thought I got married. <laughs> And then when I went to the Dennis Rodman day, I was like, April Fool's. So I've taken a few years off from April Fool's. And, you know, COVID hit. So that's, like, already April Fool's in itself. I have definitely laid low. But I'm due for a good April Fool's joke. And that goes in the books. Totally. You have to savor it. And you have to wait. That's just, like, 
here's a little, okay, this is, this is all no. I know there's only two people listening to this podcast because that's all who cares. <laughs> but to those two people, when I, I wait sometimes years before I do this, <laughs> but my good one that isn't as good as Danielle's. Danielle like took the crown on that one, and you saw it happen. I did, and it was great. And I can only imagine behind the scenes people who know my exes or haters, old friends. Like, did you hear about Danielle? And they're all looking at it, talking about it behind my back. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> so mine was <gasps> sorry, Minnie. Jeez, mine was. I say that I got signed with the WWE. And then I always do it on my Instagram, but I have it like to where it's hooked up to my Twitter, so it says like the like whatever, so people click on it, and it's Sheldon from Big Bang Theory, and it says Bazinga. <laughs> and the thing is, is, is the reason why the first time I did it, and which why I did, I think I've done it three times now over the years. Um, there's people who would resurface in my personal yeah. life, so that means first of all, a Oh, you do look at my stuff. Interesting. Because you, I would never know. Like, I'd never know. And then two, not only are you, do you keep up with what I'm doing, but you're choosing to interact with me on this particular news. And you didn't even take the time to click on there to see this joke because it's Sheldon Cooper saying Bazinga. So people would text me, Oh, that's so great. That's where you need to be. And I'm thinking, bitch, first of all, oh, you still got my number? Oh, you look at my post? Oh, you want to talk to me now because you think I'm back in WWE? And, oh, by the way, you didn't even click on the thing, did you? And so I would say that. But did you click on the link to the rest of the post? Well, no, I didn't. But, well, uh, you really should. I wouldn't even give it up. And then, like, oh, I fell for it. And it's like, so that's why I knew that was a good one. But then Danielle dethroned me. Because <laughs> here's the thing. I don't mind when fans overlook things like that. But when I know you, bitch, from my personal life. Yeah. And you're getting those texts. And you're being, you've been weird. And, like, maybe I even want to unfollow you, but I don't want to hurt your feelings. It's like, dude, oh, I guess you do. Because then sometimes I think, I wonder if people mute me. And not because they're trying to be mean, but they don't want to unfollow me because they don't want to hurt my feelings, but especially my, some of my guy friends, like, look at the content I put out. So I know, especially if they're married and things like that, like, mm-hmm. I wonder sometimes if people mute me, and that's fine, you know. That's why another reason why um, I really wanted to have a separate Twitter, which is Shelly Sub, because I was like, I kind of just want my, at Shelly from Cali to be a little separate from, like, my sexy content, you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Creating that line in the sand. Yeah, speaking of creating lines in sand, we, how does that song go? Dust in the wind. Oh, we are dust in the wind. Dust in the wind. Exactly. And something that I came across, I can't even remember where I've seen it recently, I saw some kind of post that somebody put. So shout out to whoever you are, even though you're not listening to it. Shout out to Anonymous. Anonymous, unless I remember who it was. But Generic one. 
Yes, <laughs> for now. <laughs> but something that was a cool reminder is I read something to the effect of um, people that talk about you may be talking about you because they just remember the old you. Mm-hmm. They don't know. Oh, it was Felice Rose, that girl, that comedian chick. Mm-hmm. And she, it was a, a Snapchat. She was talking in it. That's what it was. And then she said, they just continue to talk about you because they don't have access to you now. So they only know that old you. They don't know anything about you and it drives you, them nuts. And I was like, that's such a good, like, point. Because somebody that popped in my head right away was, a person who used to be really tight with mm-hmm. and like I was thinking about like some of the harsh things that they've said about not just you but me as well like a far names just get brought up and this and that and it's like well why are you so bothered by that because even these gripes that you have like you don't even know us anymore it's been so long you don't even know us and yeah. and it made me think of that person because I was like are they mad because they don't know and it's not like they're mad because, oh, Danielle cut them out of her life or whatever. They're mad because they don't really want back in. They just want access to what's going on. What's going on? What are you doing? Who are you dating? Who, what do you do in your free time? How do you spend it? Do you still think about these things? And it's like, dude, what you're pissed about, like, I've been over a long-ass time ago. Like, you should let that go. Well, and it goes down to you don't know me. And you think you know me. <laughs> you're lost. You're scared. <laughs> we have to listen to that song in the commercial break. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the vet field, now I'm in the veterinary industry, um, legally, we are allowed to toss medical charts so and, like, archive them when it's been a few years since a pet has been in. Because after our policy is after three years, you have to do a whole new consultation because a lot can change in three years. And especially medically speaking, even if you have a younger dog, there's different things that happen or whatever. So it's really mind boggling that people I feel expect you to be what they remembered you to be. And also on top of that, feel entitled that, they don't have to get reacquainted with you when so much time goes by. And I get it because I have a really good friend who I don't see her very often. Every time we see each other, we pick up where we left off. But I see her multiple times in a year, that's for sure. I'm not letting years go by. And even if I don't see her, I'm texting her. And so it's like just policy. You got to get reacquainted because – even after a year, so much can change, and you need to get reacquainted with someone to feel like, oh, I don't have to go through that. I don't need to put in energy. I already know this person. Well, it sounds like you don't, and you need to know who they are at this time in their life. And even people that kind of get in funks still have some level of change, and every relationship requires some kind of maintenance and keeping up with. So, that's all a part of it as well. And people just don't want to look at relationships that way. It's so true. And a good, a good example of that for me is Danielle and I had somebody that I was really, really tight with at one point. Um, they were just having a rough time. So we let them crash on our couch for an extended period of time. And when they left, 
there was, it, it was not very positive. And so from that time till last year, which that made like a couple years in between, like three or four years, um, you know, there was a lot I had to go through. I was hurt, heard about it, whatever, whatever. And then we got, you know, we, we got reconnected. And just her saying, you and Danielle were there for me when no one else was, and I'll never forget that. We didn't even have to get so deep into it. Just her saying that and appreciating that showed me that she'd gone through some growth. Yeah. You know, even though we had just, we were just boxing and like, you know, it's just like that made me go, okay, there's some growth here. I've had some growth. That's why we're having this conversation. And now we make sure to check in with each other like we used to. Maybe we're not as tight because we both have different lives. We're different people than we were then even, you know. And, but still, we're taking, like you're saying, that time to nurture that we still care. Same thing with, like, Francine. That's why she's such a good friend of mine, because not only have we known each other for a long time, but both of us have grown from the people we were when we first became friends. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And much like with your friends, like, I don't, I don't even see Francine anymore now, but it's like, it doesn't matter because we still put in that effort to make sure that there's, there's like a, a heart pumping in between our little friendship, you know? Yeah. And maintaining. And maintaining. And yeah. Just, what did El Guapo say about flower? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, you gotta water the flower. So then you will blossom. <laughs> <laughs> you know, something that's so funny. I don't know if you guys pay attention to my Twitter, Shelly from Kelly. But I do a weekly, I guess you'd say video cast, I don't know, uh, with my amigo stoner Jesus, not to be confused with metal Jesus. I'm just surrounded by Jesus, you know? Hashtag blessed. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag blessed. So when, it was was our last show, I believe. Was it our last one or our one? Yeah, our last one. One of the things that was brought up was, People who have gone on shoot interviews and badmouthed me and um, me making fun of myself. Now, if you want to hear more details about it, listen to last week's Shelly Live. It, I talk about it more in depth. I even name names. So, hey, if you missed last week's show, go on over to the archives. I'm working on updating my Shelly Live page on ShellyMartinez.net. But, yeah, I named names last week on last week's show. So go give it a listen. But um, one of the things that I was telling Stoner Jesus that really annoys me is when I make fun of myself about things because they're funny, not because I'm trying to be self-deprecating, but because it is funny. It's freaking funny. And I brought up to him, Danielle, that infamous um, video that I put up on my YouTube channel years ago where it's called Green Screen Fun. And we busted out the green screen, and I'm wearing that shirt that you got me that said World Women's oh, Champion, yeah. Wrestling Champion. And it was in the background on the green screen. I had me doing my botch dive, and then I put the prices right. Bum, 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 bum. And then I look at the camera and go, oops, a doodle. 
that is so effing funny. And one of the things I said on last week's show and on last week's Shelly and Stoner Jesus Smokeout is there's all these people that have done either on their podcast or on their YouTube channel made fun of that match. I've apparently won awards for the worst match in wrestling history. Oh, are you Monica? You get an award for the the worst massage yep. ever. At least it's the worst. If there's any that's the worst, and at least you get the award for the worst. But here's what I was telling Stoner Jesus that bothers me is, so all that's out there, right? But then the second I go and make fun of myself, and I thought that that was really funny. I told him, look, it wasn't like I'm just like, oh, I'm just trying to be like, oh, I'm going to make fun of myself. It took time to put the green screen up. It took time to make sure I had my hair and makeup. I had the shirt, all these little details. Like, that takes a lot of effort. And then I did the editing. I So that means I had to go and download that clip off of YouTube of me botching the thing. Then I had to download the boom, 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 boom. Like, it was a lot. And I, I did that because it was genuinely funny. And what's so awesome to me is recently I was talking to Nova and one of the things he told me was he brought it up he goes I'm going to read it to you right now with Nova text read it read it read it it. I'll read it hold on I'm going to unlock my phone here grab me a kombucha and then read it I will okay so this is what Nova said Nova said Nova said said. that's what he is in my in my phone by the way (laughs) okay so where is it at I got to scroll up because we were chatting for a while. Damn it. Okay. Da, da, da. Here we go. Okay. Hold on. Let me, let me get ready. Ready? Yeah. There we go. Okay. So we're talking. We're having a conversation. He goes, including your dive spot. Ha, ha, ha. I, had, <laughs> I have watched that a hundred times. When you start yelling out, my badge, my badge, and when you're dive through the ropes and you get hung up, it's legitimately one of the funniest things I've seen in my 48 years on this earth. Mm-hmm. I cannot get through without tears in my eyes laughing. And what's the thing is, it's me too. Me too. It's freaking hilarious. And the reason why I yelled out my badge, I've said this before, I'll say it again, is I was in WWE, me and Francine used to give Jillian Hall a hard time because we love her and it was all fun. And Jillian used to think that me and Francine were just a little rougher on the edges. And so when we would say vag, like, oh, you got to make sure you clean that vag. You never know. She'd be like, oh, that's such a disgusting word. Like, why do you guys have to say that? She'd get legit mad. So we'd go, hey, vag face. (laughs) So when I was seeing my vag, my vag, that literally was to make two people in this entire universe laugh. Francine and Jillian. Francine thinks it's the greatest thing ever, just like I do. And Jillian cannot believe I said that. And she thinks it's funny, but she still thinks I shouldn't be using those words. So mission accomplished. So anything that anyone has to say about that is just extra. So to hear that Nova has watched it over and over and over, yes, dude, my vag. Because she ends up doing something where she, like, kicks or she splits my legs. And it's like, yeah, dude, my badge, you know? I even say it in my customs, too. So, A, Shelly Secret Society, or secretsocietycustoms.net, go there. <laughs> but um, so when Nova had, we were having this conversation, this was after my stoner Jesus thing. And I was telling him, this is so funny. So it made me feel like, see, Nova gets it. He thinks it's funny. It, it's hilarious. So, 
my gripe was is that all these people make fun of me with it and they get all these views, 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 views. I'm over here. I'm still trying to get green screen fun to 500 views. <laughs> and it's so funny, that part. It's so freaking funny. And I don't understand why other people can make their point zero zero one cent per view on them making fun of me. Videos talking so much crap about me. But when I do it, people were like, either cricket or they're like, you shouldn't say that about yourself. You shouldn't put yourself down. It's freaking funny. It's funny. There was a time I didn't think it was funny. Got over it. It's freaking funny. Well, I feel like, unfortunately, sometimes society likes people to get made fun of, especially if they're in a celebrity or some kind of public figure mode. It's like, yeah, oh, you're making fun of so-and-so. That can be. But here's the thing. I feel if I was a guy wrestler that did this, uh uh-oh. I don't want to touch it. I'm getting a call, and I don't want to touch it. Shady. I know. I don't Are they to... calling to tell you warranties expired? <laughs> <laughs> but um, the thing is, is like, if I was a guy wrestler, right, and I went and I did the same thing, I did a green screen, and I did the dive and made fun of myself, I feel, in my opinion, it would have got the views. But for whatever reason... Well, why is that? Like, what is that? Like, I want to know. Like, why is it? And that's what I'm so sick of. It's like lately is, for example, not that long ago, I had promoted a product that the person behind it I personally know. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to promote this not because, not just because I know this person. But because I really like this, and I want other people to know where they can get it. So this person had no idea that I was going to, like, they didn't, like, I have barely talked to them, whatever. So I promoted it in a post that I made. And in my post, there was another person I tagged in it that had something to do with the post. And that person has over 100,000 followers on Twitter. So... I took offense that at the end of the day, the person who I was originally promoting ended up wanting to hit up the person with 100,000 followers over me to do some kind of collab where I'm like, I'm the person you know. I'm the one that promoted you and tagged both of you. But you, because... Is it because they have more followers than me? I don't know, but I felt like, and maybe I'm wrong, and maybe I'm just being sensitive, but I felt like, once again, oh, you're going to go to the guy, but, like, I'm the one you literally know, and you didn't say anything to me. I have a lot to say about the matter, because we just were having to talk about my personal work life and things of that nature and how it's unfortunate, especially when you're working in a female predominant situation or just any general situation, how men typically get taken more seriously than women. Yeah. And it's pretty constant. And for me, 
there's been many instances where I'm on the workforce and I will say something to someone and then they want to talk to a male and the male will say the exact same thing I said or even less than what I said and they take what the male has to say over me and it's really frustrating and that's why I've been loving Charlie's Angels <laughs> because when I was watching this whole thing because my little birthday photo shoot I do every single year is coming up and I have put in money for this you guys like I've been planning the shoot for like two months I bought in several outfits with accessories and shoes and trying to get hair and makeup on board and my little spoiler alert here is it's very Charlie's Angels vibe. And Farrah Fawcett is somebody who I've been recently really inspired by, and I'm surprised it's taken me this long to really dive into it. And something when I was watching a whole, like, behind the music kind of thing is, like, behind the show kind of vibe. And they're talking about Charlie's Angels. And some of the people that were even females that worked on the film as, like, executives and producers, stuff like that, they said that they don't agree with some of the feminists were attacking the show because this is a time where they weren't reliant on men. The women didn't need to be rescued. They rescued themselves. And at that time, that's the first time that was on television where these women were the ones driving the motorcycles and beating up the bad guys. They didn't need somebody to come save them. And I thought that's really cool, especially based on how we feel as women and, and being in powerful positions and, for me, being a manager, I feel that too, even from other women. And it's really sad when it comes from other women. And something when I was watching Charlie's Angels, I thought you would like this from Farrah Fawcett, her character. She said this. She said um, she doesn't trust somebody who smiles without showing teeth. Oh. And I thought that was very interesting when she was saying that to a bad guy. And think about it. So I go, <laughs> not showing teeth. You know, I, I kind of like that. <laughs> but then there's somebody some that you can't show or when it's like that first forced big old smile. I don't like that one either. Oh, yeah. Just smile normal, people. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's so true. And the thing is that it bothers me more when, like, I kind of expect other guys to take other guys, like males, more serious. But when it's other women, not only that, but other women, I was telling Danielle this earlier, other women who put out there that they are tired of the same things as me, whatever, but yet they're always, I hate to use this word, don't get all pissy with me, but submit to men. And the reason why I say that is because they're telling me or they're putting out there that, no, I don't want to ask a man for anything. I'm not going to ask a man. I'm going to do it myself. And then it's like, not only do they go to the man, but like, I felt like, with this person who I promoted, it's like, I just took it really personal. And I'm sure they weren't trying to hurt my feelings or anything like that. Like, I'm not saying that. But it just showed me where they were at. And I thought they were different. And so that turned me off. And I unfollowed them. Well, something that I feel is people like to categorize other people. And if they can stereotype you and make you one-dimensional, it makes it easier for them to understand you. And whether it's Charlie's Angels or anything like that, I feel like, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, debate me, let's have a discussion. But there's something that you can't be sexy and have brains and be funny all at the same time. Let's look at 
Chrissy Snow from Three's Company. She had to be airheady. She can't be sexy and funny and smart at the same time. And I think about different Penny. Yeah, Penny. Like she has to be a little dumb. She can't be smart. Maybe street smart. But even then, like Leonard would kind of look down at her because she didn't finish her like did she finish her junior college? No, I don't think so. I don't think so either. And she ended up making more money than he did. Yeah, and he got all pissy about that. Oh, I hate people. Yeah. And so <laughs> I feel like people have to put you in a category. You're either cute or you're smart or you're funny. You can't be too many things at once. That doesn't like that doesn't work. And then I've known some girls who I know they can be very sexy and very you know, and everybody's sexiness is so broad and whatever. But some people I've known water themselves down because they feel like they can only be one thing or two things. They can't be the whole package. And I've been in relationships where men make me feel like I have to, again, water myself down. I can't be too many things at once. Like that short hair fit? Yeah. I've had a few guys that, like, they don't want me to be – they want me to not wear makeup. They want me to cut my hair. And I just need to be nerdy and smart. I hate people. But, you know, this is a discussion. I would love to hear people weigh in on it. Absolutely. Well, there's only two people who ever listen to my show, so sorry about that. (laughs) Maybe I just shake things up. I mean, gosh, you were to shake a lot up. I know. I know. <laughs> so speaking of naming names, again, last week I named some names here on this show, but where I always name names, oh, not always, where I do name names more often than not is my Shelly and Stoner Jesus Smokeout. So go to Shelly, sjsmokeout.com. You can join via um, OnlyFans or Patreon. If you go to that link, it'll take you to both so you can choose. And something last week when I was talking about um, how no one appreciated my my green screen fun. Uh, he was just like, you know, what if we had a roast? I said, we should. I would love that. So I uh, hit up a bunch of people. There's people that said yes, and some people have already confirmed. And if you go to my Twitter, you'll see that uh, Francine is confirmed. Um, Santino Morella is confirmed. Uh, Bruce Jingles is confirmed. And Danielle is confirmed. Well, actually, oh. I got a nice professional email. And I really enjoy that because I'm very clipboard. And it was very nice. And I said, yes, I will join. What do I need to do in preparation? <laughs> because I will get it all together. I will get an outline. Let's go. That's what I told people. I was like, dude, don't think you have to, like, Make fun of me, please. Like, please. Like, let's do this for real. Oh, man. D. Martin status. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, yeah, be on the lookout for that. It's going to be the day after my birthday. That's why we're having it next month on February 10th. It will be the first free Shelly and SJ smokeout. And if you go on Twitter, I mean, uh, if you go on Patreon and you don't want to pay you do a subscription you can always follow us because we do post free stuff on there as well so make sure to at least follow us on patreon so you can get the alerts and all that good stuff but i think he's going to have it across a lot of different platforms so you'll be able to catch us on a bunch of different um 
whatever you guys are watching. So I'm very excited. And even though it's audio, I will wear a cocktail dress. No, that's not audio. <gasps> oh, it's actual video. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, even more reason to wear a cocktail dress. Absolutely. You better. <laughs> you know it. All right, we're going to take a little break, and when we come back, I'm going to tell you guys a little story that's been on my heart. Something that I've shared a time or two, but I don't think I've shared with you, so BRB. This is Lance Storm, and if I can be serious for a minute, you're listening to VOC Nation Worldwide. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts also include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Crisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hicks, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Works. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling with History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Works, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, and In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. Both shows take callers live during the show, and recent guests have included... General Adnan, Tito Santana, Haku, Earl Hebner, Dangerous Danny Davis, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Brodus Clay, and so many more. Archive free content includes past interviews with huge names like Paul Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter, at VOC Nation. Hola, this is your amiga, Shelly from Cali. To let you know, you can catch me here on VOC Nation for Shelly Live. You never know what the hell I'm going to be talking about. Sometimes I have guests. Sometimes I let you on in the cheese mess, spill a little tea. Sometimes I cry. You have to tune in to find out why. And I also take your calls. I love chatting with you guys and seeing what the hell you guys are thinking. So meet me here on the VOC Nation. Be there or be square. Rock and Roll Union for the past two years has been the place for rock and roll, new rock and roll, debuting rock and roll, and some of the old classics as well. We have welcomed guests from around the world, national artists and more. We've excited many people by our live events. We've welcomed everybody into the fold, and we continue to do so on a weekly basis. Guys, that is Rock and Roll Union, and that is what we do for you. Saturdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, VOCNation.com. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro, talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls, and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Welcome back. You're listening to Shelly Live here on VOC Nation. Let's talk about some trauma. Trauma is a real thing. I know a lot of you guys know that already. 
nothing new, but something that has haunted me for so long is the story I'm about to tell you. So when I was in the sixth grade, I went to sixth grade camp. At the time, I was going to a Christian school, and by no means did that mean that I came from a family that had money. We were struggling, and one of the reasons why we're struggling is because my mom made it very clear that she wanted me to go to this Christian school, which I'm really grateful that I did go through that experience. It was a weird-ass place, weird things happen, but I'm very grateful that I did have that experience. And I had this sixth-grade teacher and every year, everyone knows, because it only went to sixth grade, and every year you go to the sixth grade camp. So what's the sixth grade camp? A lot of weird things happened there as well. I'm not going to get into it. But one of the weird things that happened was, you know, of course, there's different schools that came, whatever. And there was, my teacher was married, and she had two twin daughters, and her two twins were in my class. So we were in this cabin and we had this whole thing where like after you have your dinner where everyone like sits like outdoor cafeteria style, you have a chance to go and call your parents to check in or whatever. So you had to get in this line, it was a pay phone. And I remember being in line and I was one of the last ones in line. And so I saw my teacher cause you know, she was there to supervise. She, um, she was straight up flirting with this guy who had been following around the whole time. That was another teacher from another school. So I was just like, wow. And for me being so young, it just really opened my eyes to like adults and the things that happened. You know what I mean? Like it's one thing to be a kid and you're like, well, you're not paying attention, but you and me both were very observant growing up. And we saw Mm -hmm. like adults in the vulnerable, vulnerable places. And I feel like that's kind of been a catch-22 with me because it makes me have more patience with people, but it also makes me have maybe too much patience sometimes and, like, people use that against me, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So she was there, and then I was, like, I think second to last. So what everyone was doing is after they were done calling home, they would walk back up to the cabin that we were in. The boys were in the um, upstairs, girls downstairs. So I was walking back up, and then the two twins were out there, and they were like, where's my mom? And I was like, oh, she's down there talking about one teacher. That's all I said. I didn't say it. I was like, oh. And they got really mad. So... I don't remember what happened after that, but I do remember it was school. We were back from camp, and the teacher pulled me outside. I don't even know how she called. Like, I can't remember anything except I could see it right now. I just remember being on the outside of the door of our classroom outside. It was really sunny, and you know how it was there. It was, like, brown. Like, Mm -hmm. it's like a doctor walking on almost, and she was just, like, why did you say this and that? And I was just like, I just told him that you were down there talking to that guy. That's all I said. And I remember she got in my face and she said, if you ruin my life, I'm going to go find you and yours and ruin your life. And I just remember being very taken back by that. And I was like, dude, she's supposed to be Christian. That's not very Christian. And it's so crazy because, like, the person I am in life, because I was really thinking deeply about it recently. I was like, 
So my whole life, I've been so scared to say anything. But yet there's these, like, moments where it's like I say something. Like, I just have to say something. And I think people really misinterpret me in thinking that, like, I'm always saying something. And it's like, dude, no. And I know I've talked about this many times. I have anxiety when I confront people. I get scared. I get freaking diarrhea. I shiver. Like, it's a whole thing. It's not something I find any joy in. So to be such a young girl, just like, what, 12 years old or sixth grade, to have a, an adult that not only you're supposed to trust because they're your teacher, it's a female teacher, you know, so, it should, you know, it should be all good, not some mm-hmm. creepy guy teacher. And we're at a Christian school, and they are always talking about being Christian-like, Christian-like, Christian-like. And then, like, this raw-ass moment, and I was just driving the other day, and I was like, somewhere out there, oh, because – when I take Danielle to work, there's this van that is always parked outside this liquor store. There must be some, the person that works there must, whatever. And that's exactly the van this, that this teacher had. <laughs> Miss reminds me of yep. Bill and so And Sister Patterson. Mm-hmm. Oh, Sister Patterson. What you guys know about <laughs> Sister Patterson? Miss New York, Flavor Flav, shout out. I follow her, Tiffany. I follow Tiffany. I like Tiffany. Me too. I get it. I wish I could. I wish. You guys would have a lot to talk about. I know. I wish that life would present itself, that I could have some kind of cool conversation with her while we both smoke a tobaccoless blunt together and drink some champagne. Yes, and talk about Sister Patterson ways. Oh, yeah. But anyway. Throw that out there, everyone. Yes. (laughs) Throwing it out there. Um, So... I realized, like, now, like, because Danielle was getting rides. First of all, Danielle had a car. She doesn't anymore. She's been getting rides from a coworker, but sometimes she can't. So I've been taking her, and that's when I've just been thinking about this teacher because I see that van. And every time I see that van, it's always I notice it when I'm coming back. When I'm coming back, I always notice it, and I'm right there in that moment, and I'm just like, you know, I must be maybe even a little older or maybe the same age that she was when that happened. So, like, I couldn't imagine telling some 12-year-old girl, if you mess my life up, I'm going to go. I just, like, it's like in a different dimension. And I just put myself, like, you know, it's so crazy because in life we put parents, grandparents, teachers, people in high places, religions, politics, celebrities, we put them in this, like, weird category where it's, like, it kind of dehumanizes them in our minds. Mm-hmm. And I just really thought about all that. And it's just, like, well, no wonder why I've been so – I have so much anxiety about saying something, you know, yeah. because look what happened. And in my opinion, at that time, I felt like I wanted to say more when my what I thought about the whole situation, but I didn't. I just was like, oh, she's down there talking to that teacher. You could have been a bratty kid. And, by the way, that's called harassment, and that is absolutely unacceptable. I recently went through my California sexual harassment training. That took me a while to get through, but I did. And I'm very aware of that kind of stuff in the workplace. And also this person, I went to the same school as you did later on in life. And you know what happened? 
they were watching a bunch of, oh, I don't know, like maybe third graders or younger that have to take naps. Like, you know, when you're so young, you have to take naps, and then after that you get recess. Yeah. <laughs> so I was bullied a lot in fifth and sixth grade, and during lunchtime a girl came and she grabbed me and she put her my arms behind my back while a boy pulled his pants down and exposed himself to me. And I wouldn't look. And they both like, look, look, look. And I wouldn't. And I screamed. And then this teacher came out yelling at me. And I was the one in trouble. I was the bad guy. And that's why people like that should not be in those positions. And I'm like, dude, do I just need to be HR? (laughs) Calling people out like, maybe that's my calling. You know what's interesting? <laughs> when I was at that school, a boy exposed himself to me. So weird. It is weird. And at school, I know that there was a bunch of, like, little kids, like, preschool, kindergarten kids, and the bathrooms were wide open. So anybody from any walk of life could see these children. I have dreams about that. I have dreams about not just that school, but there being a bathroom and there's no walls. And my whole anxiety is I don't want to take a dump in front of everybody. And sometimes I have to go in the sink. It's really weird. Dude, it's privacy. And even children require privacy. Like, I get, like, maybe little babies getting changed on the table. But still, like, I'm very conservative. Some people are, like, free to boob. And they're very open about things that are very natural occurring, like, and I understand that, and I'm not shaming anybody, but for me personally, I just think about too much, and I think about the creeps of the world, and mm-hmm. I think about who's watching. Even though I don't have an intention of being a certain way, but how I can be exposing my child or myself in a certain way. But at the same time, I like to dress sexy and take sexy pictures. So I get, you know, where people can be like, well, how can you say this and that? It's such a gray area. But it's just your own thing. It's like what you're yeah. comfortable with, your comfort level. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. I just wanted to share that little story with you guys because I've just been thinking about it super deeply and, like, through all these years. Like, dude, you know, I'm about to be 61 years old. So that was a long-ass time ago. You look really good for 61. Thank you. I appreciate that. For 61. I know. Thanks for that backhanded compliment there. (laughs) Anyway, so, uh, you know, it just was interesting to me as of late how I'm still heavily affected by this one moment where I feel, what else happened? Because why can't I remember her saying, Shelly, and you talked to you outside, or like, why don't I remember when she came back? Have you ever considered hypnosis? I know that I know. I've done it, and my opinion about that now is not positive. Really? Yes. Because a lot of times you say it's like deep trauma. Hypnosis could be an option. There's almost also other things to be said about hypnosis that I'm, I'm going to get into right now, but. We could talk about it privately. She's like, oh, okay. <laughs> sure. But well, I watch um, Barbie and the Rockers in, in Italian. Italian yeah. Barbie and the Rockstars. Yeah, the Rockstars. Especially. <laughs> or bootleg. But um, it, just, it just really has been making me almost in a outer body experience way. Out of this world. Exactly. Feel 
like, what is that? And, you know, I'm sure there's people, those two people listening right now, they can relate to like, yeah, there's like this one like weird moment in my life that happened. And then because of that weird moment, it's like carried on to like, now I have this, I don't know. It's like, I don't want to say like thing you have to work on, but it's like, even me talking about it right now is upsetting my stomach. So it's like, I've said this so many times. I know people think I'm this troublemaker and this, this, and this, and blah, 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 blah. That's why at the smoke out with Stoner Jesus, I enjoy because he's asking me questions and it's a conversation that people are just so happening to trespass onto. And then the people that are our subs that join us in, they're the same, they're there right there with us, just like hearing whatever. And it's like, I feel okay about it, but it's like, you know, like one of the things I talked about was how, I don't know why I don't like the young books. And it's not like I'm trying to be a bitch and be like, oh, I don't like them. It's like, it bothers me that I don't because I don't know them and it's not right for me to feel that way when I don't know these people mm-hmm. and I don't like it. But it was nice to go into detail about like, where that stemmed from, why I feel like, why, like the timeline of it on our thing. And it was like, it wasn't me. And that's why I go on there and talk about stuff because it's, it's a conversation versus if I went on YouTube it's like just me talking, so it can come off more like gossipy or clickbaity or whatever. And it's like mm-hmm. I'm not trying to do that. If I was going to do that, I would have done that a long time ago, and I'd be way more successful as a YouTuber. That's the thing. It's like people want to label me as this troublemaker when it's like, dude, I could really stir some trouble, and I will benefit monetarily off of that. But I don't do it because it's not right. And I'm not going to go and name names about certain people because the reason why I said the Young Bucks is because it literally bothers me. I don't want to dislike these boys that are now they're men that, like, I just don't know. It, it weighs on me heavily and it sucks. And it's, like, not like I'm obsessed with them and think about them all the time. But I, when I see them flipping through the channels, that's the first thought I have. It's like, oh, why don't I like you? And it bothers me. And it's, like, I know you don't have to like everyone and, like, whatever – but that's how much, that's how sensitive I am, damn it. And people just think I'm this bitch that just doesn't shut my mouth up and I'm just, like, looking for trouble and all this. And it's like, dude, you don't understand. Like, this goes deep. This is so deep that it goes so far back to where, like, this happened to me, you know. Or when I spoke out about people in our family being freaking sexual abusers and then I've been, I was told don't say anything. It's like... I pick these moments to say things because it was the right thing to do and I get in trouble. And that's like the story of my life, which is fine because the people who I choose to spend my time with are the same way. But I'm like looking at it in a completely different way now because of this isolated experience this has been such a thing in my life. And like so many ugly things happen in my life. It's weird to me that, something that kind of on the surface doesn't look like that big of a deal. It like, obviously it is mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? Getting real deep over here. Real deep. And you know what? Honestly, everybody's so different in how they process things. And sometimes you just need to talk about it. And with you and the young bucks and <laughs> that's on your side. Shoot. Maybe they feel the same way about you. That's what I, I said. That's what I said on, on the smoke out was 
maybe they don't like me and yeah that's the thing and it's fine because they're friends with people who I don't like so I don't I think know something is troubling you and I'm all about everybody getting on the same page and again like you said you don't have to like the person we recently watched Wicked together I still think those witches like each other of course they do but the moral of the story is you can be on different sides, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And maybe some people choose a certain path, especially when they're successful, and other people choose another path and what comes along with that. So maybe that might be the thing that is bothersome. Like, okay, you, you chose to play the game this way. I play it this way. So Yeah, but there's a lot of people that are that way, and I don't feel the way I do. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just trying to be reasonable, but, I mean, I, if well, Stoner Jesus see, invited them to come on. I think you guys at this point. <laughs> he invited them to the. Uh, oh, this is this is why I this is why I love Stoner Jesus. Okay, well, you guys can hash it out, and I want to hear it. I know. So this is what Stoner Jesus put earlier today because we were we announced that oh, I was going to be. Do I follow him? I need to make sure I follow him. That let's see where it is. I'm scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Where is it? Oh, the other day I put out something before we announced it. I was like, do you not like me? Do you have a problem with me? <laughs> D and Stoner Jesus to be a part of something we're working on. Okay. So then, <laughs> so then he put out, to, and then today, Smoke Out with Shelly and Stoner Jesus, Twitter, follow it. Um, they tweeted out that, okay, we got um, the roast of Shelly is going down on February 10th um, with Francine. Santina Morella, Bruce, Jingles, Danielle, and Stoner Jesus. And then, <laughs> based on the conversations we've had on Shelly and Stoner Jesus' smoke out, he put, Do you dislike at Shelly from Cali? Find her <laughs> annoying? Maybe you like her and just want to make fun of her. Either way, hit me up about being on the road at Young Bucks, at Heyman Hustle, at Gary Busey, at Doug Benson. At Macaulay Culkin, at Maria Canellis, at Vince McMahon, at Stephanie McMahon, at David Faustino. It just keeps getting better and better and better. Because I talked about all these people. It is. That's why, like, all these people I mentioned on there. That's what I'm saying. I'm not. I'm not just trying to put over my thing. Like, we have a really fun thing going up. You don't want to be a part of my shenanigans on the Secret Society, my OnlyFans, whatever. You can flip me off. I don't care. But you should really give Smoke Out with Stoner Jesus, Shelly Stoner Jesus, a try because I talk about. I talk about all those people. It's at Shelly S J Smoke on Twitter. Um, again, if you just go to ShellySJSmokeOut.com, I believe our Twitter and our Instagram is on there as well. I'm looking for it right now. Hold on. Let me see. Look, Shelly. Look at ShellySJSmokeOut.com. Oops, I must spelled it. Smokeout. Here we go. Here we go. Found it and follow. Smoke. Smoke out. Dot com. All right. Oh, I missed again. I missed my own name. <laughs> it's because my, I, you know, my phone. I don't know if you guys can relate, but it's just like, excuse me, dumb. It's supposed to be a smartphone, but it's a dumb. It's stupid. It's stupid, eh? Yeah, but you're supposed to be smart. Why are you so stupid? I don't know, eh? But it's not working. But anyway, just go to Shelly sjsmokeout.com everything will be there but that's the thing I said a David Faustino story 
I talked about Vince McMahon, Stephanie McMahon. I've called that Doug Benson many times. You sure have. You you called back and forth, Mr. Benson, for a while, <laughs> to be honest. It's funny because it's funny because here's the thing. I'm not saying that I'm under Doug Benson's radar by any means, but whenever, like, something like Stoner Jesus poking at him and showing clips of me talking about him and why I dislike him, him I know why. Uh, but I don't send them bad vibes, like whatever. Like it's it is what it is. Kind of going back to you don't have to like everyone, but I don't I don't think of Doug Benson. I don't oh him. I'm just like I used to like him, but now I don't, and that's why it's a little disappointing because I used to like him. Well, how do you feel about this phrasing? I'm not a fan of him, or do you feel like I like him is more appropriate? Some of the stuff I am a but oh, I just like him. Okay, so it is I don't like. What was that? Um, <gasps> you know? <laughs> when I'm talking about all this, what do you like? <laughs> I don't, I know, I don't, like, he don't like me because I rub him wrong, and that's fine, I respect that. I like you, why don't you like me? No. By the time he dislikes me, I just like him equally, so it's fine. Make sure... I'm not freaking tapping into the phone. What's going on over here? Duh. We gotta get if I try to get ready. I doubt. No, that's out there. Oh, I guess I will take my shower after. So I'm gonna take my shower, and then I get ready from smoke out energy. Subscriber to that. You're gonna check your messages. I'll be there. Um, I'll be back here next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. We'll see a half. Here to then, uh, then you have to talk to a good rest of the week. You want to see what the hell I'm up to? Go to Shelly Speaks. Um, S H E S Y. Well, yes, still why and that's tweeting me. You're tweeting at S H E S Y from Pally. Just put S H E L O Y. Janae, I don't understand because I know when I type in Shelly and Shelly, when I type in Shelly, my phone or um, Shelly, I just can't believe how awkward. We should watch that. And here's the thing: I have this woman who's really god awful that comes to my merch, and um, she's been there once, and she says the doctor's name totally wrong, and I don't know personality. She says. Ivan yell or something weird and she's like totally American and she just like says my name so weird and it's like Daniel 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 I need you to come oh my goodness what was it I don't remember you gotta go you're so good and with SJ. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm Shelly from Cali. She's down in California. Let me smell you later. Audio. Doodle.